When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's Spring Collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O- com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. It's a movie about a band of ninjas. No, literally, like a, like a music band of ninjas. Yeah, that have to defeat Miami drug lords so they can play at Orlando's number one music club. Fuck it, I've said too much. We saw Miami Connection, so you know what that means. <laughs> What's the nigga grow a baby in his belly? Rock a rhinestone vest while whipping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow. And take a bubble speed to hitting cruise control. J-Man, Big Paul, and the beautiful Jewel. Gonna take you from the goob all the way to the room. Ran games of Street Fighter, helped to blow off steam. Just a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Sharknado to Birdemic, how we staying alive? They calling in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Varney Looking kind of nice. Paul and June getting literal. Jason is getting laid. June is making sure all the monkey shots getting paid. They judge a bunch of movies while they're making the grade. Here's a real question for you How did this get made? Amazing Largo at the Coronet, and we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, continuing our fascination with ninjas, <laughs> we are talking about Miami Connection. I would argue the best movie with martial arts in it ever. Um, joining me, as always, are my two co hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzukas. <laughs> We really did it this time. You are welcome, America. 
For every piece of shit that we have made you watch, oh, this is... This is a triumph. We have just thrown you a scrap of real meat. I uh, mean, enjoy it like a choice cut. I at first rented this movie, had to stop midway through, and then when I went back to the screen where it said, do you want to continue the rental? I said, no, I want to fucking yes. buy it. We, we should all own this movie. 100%. Wowee. Um, so much fun. I, this is maybe one of the best movies we've ever done. <laughs> and, um, you know, let's see, let's see how much we can get through to talk about. And there is so much to talk about. But... Oh, God, is there ever. <laughs> oh, God, there are Have monologues. You never... There oh. are. There is so much in this movie. So Not to much... mention, legit, the greatest soundtrack of any movie I've ever heard. I want these songs playing now. The music is like legitimately fantastic and good. From the minute they're on stage, these guys are undeniable. It's just oats and it's great. <laughs> I will say that this movie is full of celebrity doppelgangers. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into all that. Oh. Uh, joining me also, as like I said, my other. Is one co- of them giant Michael Phelps? <laughs> Can we just call one of them giant Michael I, Phelps? A hundred percent. I would. I would request I that we mean, have. That to. is some sort of Michael Phelps Frankenstein action. <laughs> To me, the bad guy also reminded me of that sleazy dude from Die Hard who was like, Bubby, pow! That guy, who's Elliot, who does the cocaine. Uh, so, um, it's so good. Joining me also tonight, Miss June Diane Raphael. Careful, careful, Hello. Jean. Exposed Welcome. wires. We, this would never fly. This careful. is a very dangerous. <laughs> I know, I meant to unplug it, but I got so excited oh. uh, with the pre-show. Uh, June. Paul. Um, one of the things that upset me the most about this movie was I didn't get to watch it with you because we, uh, we, <laughs> we experienced a blackout last night. and uh, You guys drank to the point of unconsciousness? <laughs> It's Both real Virginia did. Woolf at our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the movie Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No, Virginia, Virginia Woolf. Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Okay. I'm Virginia Woolf. She's Virginia Slim. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we watched it separately. And, um... <laughs> I did feel, uh, watching it... Now, look... Sometimes I have a hard time watching these movies. I've said what? that before. I'll say no. it again. And this was one where I really felt I had a limited time to watch it. And I thought, you got to rewind. You've missed something <laughs> so important. <laughs> and because usually I'll ask Paul, but you weren't there. Yeah. And you had to a couple go at times it by I yourself. did rewind. And I. Did it help? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. And now I think after watching the trailer, I didn't miss a thing. Yeah. I didn't miss a thing. No, I know. It's very confusing, but fantastically simple. (laughs) Well, I would argue that the ratio of 
unimportant scenes are matched by important scenes. Yeah. Like, there's an equal distribution of scenes that matter to the plot. There are multiple instances of, like, nine-plus-minute scenes. Oh, yeah. That's unheard of. <laughs> it's some very cutting-edge indie shit that we're watching. Oh, here. yeah, and there's a tremendous amount of ADR. <laughs> Just trying to sew this movie together. I have a different take on it. I don't think that they had a good sound person. I feel like they were like, oh, we shot this, we can't hear a word. Just yeah. come back in and do it all again. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. Well, we are very excited uh, about our guest tonight. Uh, he is in the hit FX show, You're the Worst, which premieres September 6th. Please welcome Chris Gear. <laughs> First ever costume guest. I love for this. those listening at Why home. I Chris is so happy. Chris is rocking the. Uh, oh, check the back. Check the back. Oh wow! Right, the back says. Can you see that? It says Miami. Miami dreaming. dreaming. I wondered when I was ever going to wear this, and uh, then this opportunity came around. It's amazing. <laughs> Headband, fingerless gloves, and we are so excited. Oh. To talk to you, what? So, did you ever hear about this movie? I'd never heard about it, no. no. <laughs> and but I have to thank you for introducing me to what is, <laughs> like, like, like you say, a movie that I believe everyone should have. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It 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 defies expectations uh, at every step of the way. We we will obviously get into it, but yeah. the uh, the the connection yeah. uh, to Miami is something that. <laughs> It is. I can uh, I can really relate to it in that I have also I have also been there once uh, for a short period early on. That was it. Why is well, this movie... movie called Miami Connection? Yeah. Well, Why indeed? I, what is being connected there? By the way, I would argue it doesn't need to be called Miami Connection because it takes place in Orlando. Oh yeah. The entirety the, of the this first, movie is right. in Orlando. The first scene is somewhere in Miami. Yeah, pointless and, drug scene. Yeah, yeah the, the drug scene in which it was like the village people of bad guys. Every t- cowboy hat bad guy, like 80s bad guy. Uh, Biker you know. bad guy. Yeah, it, it was, and ninjas, of course. Oh, yeah, and since when is there a guy who wears an all-white ninja outfit? Like, and that guy, I feel like, would be super noticeable in the rafters of a building. They meet for that drug deal, and there's a dude in a straight-up white ninja's outfit. That's the opposite of being a ninja. You're calling so much attention to yourself. That's like the height of ninja narcissism. It's like, no, I don't want to be silent I'm and faceless an angel, in the I shadows. Well, it's funny, because the beginning, before we wa- before I watched the movie, I said we watched probably about two minutes of it oh, wait, before the what? blackout. We oh, watched yes. two okay. minutes together, so and then there was... The story is now seems like a lie. No, it's all true. There was a blackout. It happened two minutes into our viewing, and I said to Paul... And I was very upset. I said, yeah. is this a ninja movie? <laughs> so disappointed. Still feeling the pang of Ninja Terminator, <laughs> which was another great one. Chris. What Ninja Terminator did to me was so... I, I'm not recovered. I feel I, I've been traumatized by that movie. And 
it, once I realized, like, uh-oh, I think this has something to do with ninjas, I felt so triggered. And I felt my body going to that place of, like, I have to watch a million ninja fight scenes that I don't understand. I fucking hate ninjas. I hate them. And so to realize early on that it was a ninja movie, but then you told me it's not that kind of ninja movie. And to your credit, it wasn't that kind of ninja movie. Very rarely do we get to see ninjas with extracurriculars. Yeah, on motorbikes. (laughs) Yeah, they were a motorcycle ninja band. They were... In some ways, it was my kind of ninja movie. (laughs) It also posits a world in which fucking Orlando is overrun with ninja gangs. That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Why? I'm like, okay, maybe a city the size of Orlando has one prominent ninja gang. (laughs) This has multiple ninja gangs, one of which is an aspiring new wave band (laughs) who are legit great. Here's the thing, guys. Drop out of college. Stop being ninjas. Just focus on this band. They're try- Again, like I said in the opening, they're trying just to be a band. Yeah. These drug lords are after them, not for ninja stuff. They're just a band. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it's no, wait, just because the sister. Why are the drug lords Just because the them? sister is dating giant Michael Phelps. But why does that matter? Why does that matter? Because the little hairy dude was like, no, no, no. He's, by the way, he's not just hairy. He's like, he's like condensed hairy. Yeah. Like, there's hair at a density level. Yes. That's so he, upsetting. He is like a boiled wool sweater <laughs> on his entire body. He, That's what he's doing. He's, to like, me, he's he, like a close-knit sweater. I was thinking of like like, uh, like Captain Caveman from like the old yeah. like Flintstones just shaved in a couple more places. Yeah. Or if you took like... Uh, I'm trying to think of like a normal proportioned tall hairy man but compacted. Yes, condensed. So condensed. that it's like more follicles yes. per square inch of body. You know what I mean? I feel it's like, like for the difference every, between... honestly, for every pore, there, or like a place where you could put one follicle, for him there was like 10. Okay, so you know how like a chia pet comes with the, the thing? What if you put all the seeds on a much smaller thing? Right? It'd look pretty crazy. That's what this guy is. <laughs> So he's just upset because his sister's dating someone? I think he's That's let's see, fucked up. I think he's projecting his his anger over being so hairy. <laughs> onto the, and so short onto the fact that his sister's with giant Michael Phelps. And their proportionality is all off. <laughs> the scene where they're walking like with his he's like draped over her like an ill-fitting coat. <laughs> That's, on. that's one of the only times where he's got his shirt on as well, rather <laughs> yes. than oh, just like a towel around his he's neck. He's got one of those very long trunks. <laughs> I feel like he's wearing a trench coat in the scene where he picks her up, but he's so tall that the trench coat only comes up to his waist. <laughs> what is going on with but them sexually? You can, you, can see, you can see why she was so attracted to him due to his moves. You know his moves when, when she's in the, she's in the classroom lab. and he comes in, he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> Winking and nodding. Whoa. He also enters a very clouded classroom and he's like, hey, 
hey, come here. Like, as if there's not a million, feel like, there's like a full classroom in session. Like, come here. Hey, yeah. And she thinks he's fucking hilarious. I mean, I get it. He's dynamite in the pool, but. A swimmer's body. Like, that's a body that belongs I'm, only in water. I've got to be honest. Do we know for sure that's not Michael I don't. Phelps? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't dare say that. I, I'm not sure. It yeah. may be. Prove me wrong, Michael. No, she also, I don't know if anyone else had this problem, but she, to me, looked different in every scene. I, especially I early on. I could not figure out. Especially early I on. I didn't realize that well, this person was the same person. Yep. Yeah, band hair and band. school band. hair. And school here looks so was she, different. Was she even in the first scene? I felt like she was just a groupie for the band, and then in the next scene, she's lead the singer. lead singer. She's well, by the way, the up. treatment of her as the female character in this movie throughout is problematic, to say the <laughs> very least. What she, are you talking about? Dude, so in the first scene, she doesn't play an instrument at all. No, she's, no. Just she's just hopping on stage to make out. <laughs> That's why I thought she was a groupie. I thought that she was just like brought up on stage by the lead singer to like kind of. Like, but then, also, why isn't she a part of this band and their aspirations? and their she kind of ninja training. She the lead singer at a certain point, but you're right, she has no function in the ninja None. portion. <laughs> Wait or a second, in like I just any realized... of the conversations they have about how they want to build the band and go on a tour to all of the countries that their parents came from. That, I mean... I could talk about that scene, that scene. conservatively <laughs> for three hours. I mean... This guy... This guy can has I, only those lines in I, this scene talks not before and not after. I want to play this scene, and I just had a realization of why these ninjas may actually be after this band. So if I forget, Ooh, remind me. Here, stick with us all right, after the clip. So, Mark, how do you feel about putting some board breaking into the act? Sure, why not? We could write another Taekwondo song, and after Tom does one of his guitar solos, we could all break boards. Jack could do a drum solo. How about it, Jack? I'd love to help you write that song, John, but there's no way I'm going to break any boards in that club. I don't even want us to play there anymore. Why? Because that other band jumped us the other night? Yeah. Because of Jeff, too. He's in there every night. This damn gang selling stupid cocaine. Don't worry about Jeff. If he bothers us anymore, I'll make sure he regrets it. What do you think about a tour? What kind of tour? It would be a world tour, but what would make it special is that we play in each other's countries, you know, like finding our roots. You mean we're going to play in Ireland? Right. While we're in Europe, we'd visit Italy, you know, Tom's home country. We'd visit all the countries where our parents came from. Korea? Ireland? We'd play in Israel. That's where my parents are from. I didn't realize this before. Table Sound is really an international band. Right. Wherever we go, we visit the local Taekwondo schools, we promote peace and goodwill. I think we could take a little time out for dinner while we're trying to save the world. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that scene is amazing. And they're very bad bookers for a world tour. I mean, that... <laughs> some expensive flights. Uh, that... I don't know where to begin with yeah. this. I mean, they make a big point in this movie over establishing that the, uh, everybody in the band is an orphan. 
Yes. Oh, well, that's just dropped. Opan. That's dropped in a scene where Wait, the well, guy <laughs> says he has a he's looking he, for his father. And they're like, "Wait a second, we're all orphans." Like, yeah. like that doesn't mean that you don't have a father. But it is a strange thing because it seems as though that's how they found each other. Yes. Also, through their orphan identity. Yes, and also like they all, I think, go to college together, right? Yeah. Do UCF. They? Okay, so that's a question then too. Like, what did they put up a sign that said "Looking for band members"? Uh, band members, uh, bass, drums, keyboards must like these bands and be an orphan. <laughs> like, must have no living. And no taekwondo. And, inter- and international. It's a lot of things that you need to know to be yep. in this band. Because they've got a lot going on. By the, By way, the way, that actor who whose parents are from Israel, he's, <laughs> he truly seems like, and I don't mean to be cruel, but he seems like he's acting under duress. Yeah. That something... And he I would not be surprised be to find out that he had been abducted. <laughs> Forced yes. to make this movie. Well, let me let me just dro- like throughout the podcast, I'll drop a little bit of knowledge about this movie on you. And one of the things about it is is the lead actor, the director, the guy who is, uh, you know, uh, Y.K. Kim. Yes, uh, Y.K. Yeah. Kim. He Mark. He plays Mark. Yeah. right? Mark. Mark. He's yes. also forty five years old. <laughs> uh, Mark is uh, an amazing uh, Taekwondo. Uh, star. He yep. came here from Korea, and they said that what he did to the United States was he like he made like the McDonald's of Taekwondo. Like he franchised out Taekwondo all around Florida, specifically Orlando. And when he was making this movie, one he never had to get permits because everyone in Orlando loved him so much he could shoot wherever he wanted. And two, he used all of his students. In the so, movie, so they're not act- none of them are actors; they're just his students. Yeah, oh, yeah. So how did Giant Michael Phelps get in the movie? Well, I mean, Giant Michael Phelps is probably forced to. Either you're so good at swimming, you got to do an extracurricular to kind of balance it out. Got what about Jim though? Jim doesn't do taekwondo. Oh, so maybe Jim was one of the guys who got it through an audition. Jim was a straight-up yeah. audition. Straight up. <laughs> Guess who was the uh, casting director on this movie? Who was it? It was YK Kim. <laughs> Story by Wayne. Story by him. He was the he was the casting director, writer, and producer, along with the other guys who were also associate producers, production supervisor, <laughs> lyricists for all the songs. It was, yeah. a, it was a you know it was a one man band. This movie. Uh, YK Kim also came in to direct the final scene of the film. Oh, he didn't direct it. He did not direct it. Okay. He just directed the final scene. The jungle sequence. No. The, the, the hospital, hospital sequence. <laughs> because when it screened, and I want to make sure I get this right, um, when it screened, I, I want to say in can. I, I what? feel like that's wrong. When it screened no. in can. No. When it won the Palm Door. <laughs> yeah, when it screened in can in 1987. What's happening right now? Um, like, Jim, what's going on? <laughs> Did it just scream like I have more information in to drop, We'll move on. Um, we'll get back to some. When it screened can, someone told him the ending was a bummer that Jim died. And he's like, well, we got to reshoot the ending. So him and a very skeleton crew just went in there and shot that final scene that 
where they took a young man and put some white talcum powder <laughs> yeah. and made him an older man. How crazy was that? And all, all of them miraculously healed from the, yes. from the, the events of an hour ago. Jim's, uh, Jim found shirts. Um, Jim's dad is conservatively 15 years younger than Jim. There's, you could not, the man playing Jim's dad is arguably 16 years old, wearing old man makeup. Whoa, well, Jason, I will again say, old man makeup is a, a, a much yeah, sorry. more Gray in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, this he, is wild. This is the, uh, the, the reshoot scene. Doctor, how is my son? Jim was extremely fortunate. The wounds weren't as deep as we initially thought. He did lose a lot of blood, but there was very little internal damage. Oh, thank God. When can we see him? He'll be all shortly. I'm going to leave him under your care tonight. He needs plenty of rest. If you have any problems, just give me a call. Thank you, Doctor. Your being here has meant a lot to Jim. Shaking hands for so long. This guy was just stabbed in the gut, screamed, and stabbed in the gut in such a violent way. He is being He's sent home open. on his own recognizance now. Like if you're that pregnant, night. you're not even sent home on the same day. Ugh. <laughs> I, I love this movie. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places and I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. I want to talk about the bad guy, Jim, where all the bad guys just lift weights. Oh, Jim. Where it's like, it's a, like, it looks like a gym that you might go and work out in, except all the bad guys in town are there just so, working out. Well, let, let's just like maybe just for the lay of the land, just go over yeah. all the different yeah. groupings, right? Okay, great. So you have oh, well. the, the, the band ninjas. Sound Dragon. Right, you got Sound, Sound Dragon. Dragon. Then you got the hairy guy and his team. Is his name Jeff? Yes. 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 Jeff. Okay, you've got Harry Jeff. Jeff, who is Jane's brother. brother. Who's Jane's brother. They also have another sibling, but we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. They do? A lot of questions there. By the it's, way, the know, story famous... of what happened to their parents is insane. Yeah. Okay, that, do, you not, yeah. do you not know the it's... siblings? Jeff, Jane, and Yoshito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know them really well. <laughs> what happened to their parents, so she says her dad left her mom yeah. when she was like seven years old. Giant Michael Phelps, who is her boyfriend, yes. says yes. to her, so what's up with the family situation? What's that whole deal? Well, first of all, he calls her out of class in a very flirtatious way to be, come on, come on, let's have fun. Hey, so we never talked about your family. Give me the lowdown. Like, that was the fun right, I, I've actually transcribed uh, that little bit. Uh, June, do you want to read with me? Please. Right, so you play the part of Jane. I shall be John. Great. I have a brother, as a matter of fact. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be going to this nice school or staying in this nice dorm I'm staying in. That's really nice of him. Except for one thing. I don't really like him. What? You don't like your own brother? Why? Well, I can't really explain it. I just don't like him. And and scene. Never explain anything else. That's it. Brilliant. I'm glad we cleared that up. Bring it. That's crazy. I would, I would legit pay for a shot-for-shot shot remake of this movie starring the two of you. <laughs> oh my so, god! So the yes. way she describes what happened to her parents and how they're orphaned is that her dad left when she was seven. Her mom died immediately after he left, and then immediately after that, her dad died. Rough year. Rough year. <laughs> And it sounds just like, wow, that... If you're that dad and you've left your... (laughs) If you've left your wife and kids, and then she dies right away, and then you die right away, it's like, wow, I really hope it was worth it. (laughs) Really hope it was worth it. Yeah. For those final years to be just full of turmoil. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So... So we got all right. So we got gym. Right, so we got our our band ninjas. We got our gym ninja 
Then we no, have, they're not ninjas. They're like the bikers. They're the the hairy okay. guys team. Yeah, they're bikers. They're not bikers. ninjas. They're, they're like not. thugs. I feel like. Okay, you know, they're so. like just tough guys. And right? then there's the uh, then there's a group of also biker ninjas who are the higher guys. That's the guy who lives in Miami. They're the cocaine guys. They're the cocaine guys. Right. Yeah. So that's the other contingent. And then there's another set of bad, <laughs> bad guys, which is another band that we've never seen play. <laughs> yeah. We're they, a band? I was confused by I that. I don't understand this. Were yeah. they actually a band? Well, that guy, so one guy is the club. The guy with the, the gun, right? The guy, it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. We don't have it as a clip where two guys stand next to each other and are screaming at each other from the moment one. You see the spit flying out of their mouth. And so one of that guy, that guy's in a band. He's like, okay. how, how can you not book me in a band? Like, I don't like your band anymore. Well, all right, well, no. Like, that's, that's the whole scene. And so that guy, the guy who was in the band, goes to... Jim and is like, go no, Jeff, Harry Jeff, guy? Go Jeff, Harry guy. Okay, goes yeah. the Harry guy is like, kill that band. And but, then, but Jeff was already doing it because there, and if you giant Michael Phelps is stone cold blasting his sister. Yeah, and then if you do that, we'll give you all of our earnings. All, all of our earnings. He's not so, a percentage. Yeah, not, not a all percentage. Of it. All of it. So they're, they're now working at, let's not be around the bush, in a bar. Yeah. For free. For free. <laughs> okay. Wait, but I, I'm sorry. So wait, but why does Jeff want to kill Michael Phelps? Because he's blasting his sister. That's, but that's the only... So, God, because what he, did because, happen between the two Jeff, of them? Because Harry Guy was like, I don't want you dating the second-rate musician. Yeah. He has... He's like, yeah, I fucking do drug deals on the side. I don't want you associating with musicians. He's looking out for his sister. He's like, you focus on school, do your classes, don't get distracted by this nonsense there, and this guy. Never see him again. Their school, says. by the way, which came in fourth place. And he's like, hey, good news, everybody. We came in fourth place. And then the computer teacher walks around the room and he's like, hey, good job, good job. Nice circle. Nice circle. <laughs> Nice circle. And that I also too, didn't like how he was Jane. like weirdly touching the women's shoulders as he walked by. That whole scene made me feel nauseous. <laughs> oh, so here's my theory on why I think they want to kill the band. Or why people get... Because the band is revealing plot points of the cartel. Because they are... They, don't they sing the song? It's like Through song. Uh, bikers by day, ninjas by night, steal all your cocaine. Wasn't that... A, wasn't wow. that like... Oh, no. They found us out. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're penning so the lyrics. So you think they're writing, like, social issue documentary, so, like, songs that are, that are exposing like, the crime syndicate? <laughs> that would I be do. amazing. I, I mean, their songs were, were pretty much exposing the underbelly of Miami. <laughs> Are we gonna I talk about know. the beach scene? What's that? Oh. Are we gonna talk about the beach scene? The beach uh. sequence? How many times do people walk up to other people and just and walk up to strangers uh. and say, Can I get a kiss? Also I, just, I have a quick question. Can you do that? Do you think there were do you think there were any uh, release forms involved when the camera just went round the beach no, filming no, anyone? No, 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 no one I think this falls under YK. YK Kim yeah. can do anything in Orlando. Yeah, you got. Uh, but here's what I found most disturbing about that montage. It starts off, you know, the band is driving on the beach and they're like gawking at girls, like 
you know, it's like girls in bikinis, girls in bikinis, girls in bikinis. Old person on a scooter. Ooh. Yeah. Child. Young Kids. child. Like, Kids. Like, it's like, it's just, like the images become more. And when you, what, juxt- what am I- when you juxtapose the obviously meant to be sexualized kind of buns and boobs on the beach with just shots of children, Terrible. you're like, what, are, what is going on? I couldn't believe also that they set up our good guys this yeah. way. Yeah. As oh, just oh, just predators walks up to a girl and is like, "Hey, can I get a kiss?" He is pushed to the ground where he lands in another girl's cleavage, then rolls around on a bunch of girls who appear to just have a tickle fight with him. So upsetting. And, and that is his punishment for being a creep. Okay. The, the most then, upsetting shot though was when I think one of the girls is. A girl in a bikini is like biking or roller skating past, I think, one of our guys, and he's sitting down with a like a water gun. Does I don't remember. Anybody else remember this? Like an Uzi uh, water gun. This is it. water and at they, her. This is the there shot where they. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We just saw it. Yeah, I don't think that's one of our guys. Though. Child, Child. Just kids. Children. By the way, Paul, can you rewind a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Like here we are. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, here we are. Summer. Summer having a crazy time. We're just friends. Jim just Tablet. friends. Buns and brews. Down at the beach. This guy's wearing a hat. Just oats. Buns Big and bun. friends. Buns. Buns and friends. Plus a creep. Driving down the boardwalk. Kids Kid. alone. <laughs> kids alone at the beach. These kids are lost. Kids are selling their bodies. What's wrong? Just guys hanging out, attacking women sexually. Just Oates wants a kiss, pushed into ladies' boobs. This movie's amazing. The other movie about the kids living under the pier, though? That's a sad movie. By the way, don't put a shot after those shots of grown women in bikinis. How dare you cut to a shot of a little girl, also in a bikini, showering. Yeah. Really disturbing. Oh, yeah. It was. It, it, it took me by. It was like none of those children have parents. <laughs> it's an orphan beach. You get an orphan beach. Uh, oh, uh, that's true. This might just be orphan beach. You're right. But smart. When, it's a theme. When when this guy falls on the girls, he exists on those girls for such a long time. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. Oh yeah. Even when giant Michael Phelps tries to pull him off, he is like flailing around <laughs> as if he's still being attacked. Because but, he's, well, because he's pretending that he is. I guess so. Also, yeah. when, you, when, you, when you get to the credits later on and they're showing each ca- uh, character individually, <laughs> that's the bit that they show yeah, for that for character, him. him just being slapped by yeah. women. That was his only... Now, as disturbing as everything we just described was, none of it comes close to how the beach scene ends, which is our two lovers in this film um, in a beach chair in the ocean. So good. Slow kissing as if they've never kissed before. No, not as if they've never kissed each other, as if they've never... Had a yeah. kiss. Yeah. It's just a quick peck, though, isn't it? It's oh. Like, oh, no. Uh. We don't even need sound for it. We just see. Here we go. Oh, my Just God. a slow. Oh. Uh. Uh. It's like short. And we'll turn around. These weird we'll short again. kisses. Uh. 
There's like no. What are they there's doing? no opening but. of the mouth. <laughs> they never open the mouth and get into any kind of rhythm. It's just no, like no. It's like these hard, fast, slow. It's like they're passing long, a gumball quick. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it feels like when you put peanut butter or like on a like on a horse's tongue to make them like talk in a movie or something like that. Like, oh, you know, like they, they both have like they're trying to get the peanut butter out of their own mouths. Um, <laughs> Uh, the thing that I think about that scene too is like clearly they're like oh we want to do like a from here to eternity kind of scene like you're rolling around on the beach yeah. that didn't work for whatever reason like let's put the beach chair in the ocean and you'll just kind of be jumping up out of the like it's the mo- I've never seen that ever it's like YK Kim as well said uh, you know we've got it from one side got it from one yeah. angle I don't think we got enough in that nine seconds yeah. we'll flip to the other side so we can get another Just perspective get, uh. <laughs> it is it's a weird ma- there he's uh, you know like I said a giant and she's teeny tiny so there's a lot of it that's really weird I just didn't care for it physically oh um well, um, there's also in the clip we were playing before where they're driving down the boardwalk and Just Oates is posing and stuff. There is somebody who has the line. <laughs> Hold on. He goes, they don't make buns like that down at the bakery. To Which me, made me really excited. To me, the, the ad libs or the things that kept the scenes like alive were my favorite part because it was like just these little moments where it would be almost repetition of it. Like there's one, one moment where they're getting excited about something in the apartment that they all live in. And, uh, I and want to talk about that for oh. one year. And he goes, the band, uh, the band hey. apartment. He's like, hey, hey, quiet down. You're going to wake the neighbors. And then like the, it switches angles. Like, hey, you're going to wake the neighbors. Like, like it was almost like... It was, well, they do that thing. I feel like this happens in the room, too, where every character has, a, has to have a response to something. Like, when Jim is opening his letter from the defense department, uh, and uh, he's taking a while to open it, and every character is like, open it, you should open your letter. That's yeah. the letter you should open. But really, open a letter. This is a letter. We want to hear it. What is in that letter? Like, everyone has something to say about this and, moment. And it's, it's testament to that they are such good friends and they're invested in each other's lives. And they're also doing that thing that we all do when we're hanging out with our friends at home as we take our shirts off and put a towel over our shoulder. Jim's throughout the movie, all Jim, of them are shirtless with a shoulder towel. Like, that's yeah. a dude's And Jim has never home. zipped up his flies. <laughs> Jim's pants are always slightly undone at any given point. I also like when they got the mail another time and, and, uh, and, uh, and Hall, or uh, was it Hall or Oates? Which one is it again? Oates. Oates, Oates, Oates is uh, like, all right, what we got here? Uh, this is a piece of mail. And, oh, and this is a piece of mail. And, oh, and this is a piece No, and no, nothing is necessary in that scene. It's just like watching a person hand out mail that has no consequence to anything. As if, as if he doesn't understand conceptually how mail works. <laughs> that each of those is for one of the people in the house. Yeah. It is not just cute. It just arrived for the home. <laughs> The home's mail. <laughs> Holy cow! The the first. Okay, I don't, we're just, I'm just gonna dive straight into. Yeah, please. Jim's story yes. of looking for his father. Amazing. An Oscar-winning performance this is by Jim. A staggering monologue. <laughs> 
that I found to be hypnotic. I watched it. I watched it many times. I found a clip of it on YouTube just so I could fi- watch it only a bunch. Um, well, it's I mean, phenomenal. Jason, you want to take a crack at it, and then uh, we can see how you stack up. Let's see how we. Let's. Yeah, I feel like we all have it. Let's. 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 Yeah, let's give I can it a. Share you with. I let's give it a whirl. Oh boy. Okay. Jin, do you have go. yours I've there? I've got it. I've got it. All right, hold on. <laughs> so, so okay. So wait a second. We. YK Kim says, "Wait, I thought we were all orphans, right?" Yes. And then Jim goes, "That's my father." He walks out of the scene. Yeah. Can we get a spotlight. We should, we should be the other three. Yeah. And bearing in mind that the three in the, in, the, in the background is the fine yeah. line between trying to cry and trying not to laugh. That's what they do. My mother was Korean and my father was black American. She gave me this picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and were real loyal real happy but then when he finished military duty he left and we never saw him again she told me to find him but I didn't like him because he left us <laughs> but I knew one day when I grew up I'd find him whether he was dead or alive I sent a couple letters to the defense department nothing happened. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Oh, my God. Now, that was, that was a one wasn't it? It was a one-take. I can't I follow mean, that. He, I mean, that's good. He does really deliver it, though. Oh, there's it's tears. Really... He steps forward into <laughs> a spotlight. Yeah. In, in a Well, by movie. the way, I'm going to say this. I don't. Th- I think he just found this light. There are scenes in this movie where people are reading books in the complete dark. I, I feel like lighting in this movie was a mystery. Like, like the man did. who shot fire out of his hands and then never returned. In the credits, in the, in the credits of the movie, he shoots fire from his hands. We never see that again. Um, okay, I thought for sure. Yeah, well, at the end, they'll shoot fire. Uh, we'll just take a taste of how Jim does it. Oh. But this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. Three of them are not wearing shirts. My mother was Korean. And my father was black American. She gave me this picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and they were real loyal. They were real happy. But then when he finished military duty, he left. We never saw him again. 
But I didn't like him because he left us. But I knew one day when I grew up, I'd find him. Whether he was dead or alive. I sent a couple letters to the to Mr. Department. Y.K. Kim in the last minute just kind of creeps really slowly <laughs> behind him, like completely masked. Y.K. Kim's character throughout the movie is learning stuff about his friends at every turn. In the previous scene, he learns that the other, the drummer is uh, of Israeli heritage. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know that. Like, well, he doesn't know anything about these people. Now he knows that they all like grapes. Yep. Big <laughs> uh, fan of that. If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. By the way, though, so we're how many minutes into this podcast? Uh, we've done a, a uh, lot. Yeah. What yeah. is this movie about? <laughs> wow. What is it about? Well, what it's is about the... following your dreams and, and, and your heart. <laughs> and and you know sometimes people want to stop you uh, with force, and you have to be strong enough to get out there. And you you can't be under the thumb of your drug-dealing uh, brother. you got to make your own decisions, and uh, that's it. And also, only through the elimination of ah! violence... That's what it is. ...can we achieve world peace, despite the movie being solely 
violent. The, the heroes after the a 20-minute fight yeah. scene in the jungle. <laughs> the heroes of the movie are murderers. Murderers. Are unrepentant Michael murderers. Michael Phelps kills his girlfriend's brother, and she's like, eh, that's okay. Yeah. And he basically chucks it up to, like, my bad? Actually, I've, uh, I've transcribed that one <laughs> as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'll be John, you'll be Jane? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry about what happened. I felt so bad about that. Bear in mind, he's talking about killing her brother, which just... <laughs> which happened just a few hours ago. Yeah. Oh, it's not your fault, I understand. See, we, we had to do it. We had no choice. I understand, it's all over now. <laughs> That's true. It's okay, we're happy for Jim. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all happy for Jim. She is a low-maintenance girlfriend. She's, She's not gonna make it about her. You know her friends. You know her friends are like, Jane, what are you doing? You have to dump him. He killed your brother. <laughs> he and his friends are murderers. And yeah, their tunes are banging. But again, he killed your brother. <laughs> Do you think she's, like, out way, of school now? I'm pretty sure that her brother was molesting her from the age of, like, 15 to... Really? You know, yeah. Like, there's, that's the only thing that makes sense. Well, he's very jealous. He's, he's like, jealous very the jealous way only a lover can be. Yes. A I, lover. He's a jealous brother lover. And that's the reason why she's not upset that he's dead. Yeah. If anything, I think she feels relieved. Well, she did say early on, she sets the stage for this. She says, I don't like him. <laughs> right. Which makes it cool to be killed. And I also, I think what really gave me insight to her relationship with her brother is in flashback, it's the most innocuous, like, they have this, like, thing that you see a flashback of her and her brother and it's like, him just, like, an inconsequential, like, flashback of you like, oh, my brother. And it's just, like, them in front of the school. Like, it's just like, it's like a flash. Like, that was the only moment. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Right, yeah, he was the, the hairy guy. Yeah, all right, it's a cool, it's cool. By the way, if Jim's um, sword wound did not kill him, dragging him through a stagnant pond Ew. is gonna certainly going to do it. It's going to get infected. Oh, he would have lived, but, like, apparently all of the bacteria was shoved into his body when Jason, you dragged him through swamp Jason, I'm water. Say, you fucking morons. Little do you know about the suits that they make in Orlando. They are swamp resistant. And so when you got a nice Orlando suit, you oh can fall right off one of those uh, gator boats and you'll be fine. Um, we haven't talked about the train yard fight. We haven't talked about the We bikers. haven't talked about the B-roll of bikers. Bikers were all real and paid in yes. beer. Yeah. Truth. Bikers all real paid in beer. Also, I read in the little trivia section that Jane's real boyfriend was just Oates. Yes. Um, and in the movie, her boyfriend is giant Michael Phelps. <laughs> and so whenever they had to do makeout scenes, they would send just Oates out for beer. Yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, hey, just Oates, go get us some beers, will you? And he'd come back and they'd be like, your girlfriend just made out with giant Michael Phelps. <laughs> you idiot, you fell for it. <laughs> 
What are you guys shooting today? Oh, just the just the scene at the beach in the yeah. sea. Don't worry about it. Go get some beers. He's like, I'll I'll make it up. I'll just roll on women. <laughs> also, how about the fact that there is a scene? I love the scene where like the where Jeff's gang of biker thugs were tailing Sound Dragon yes. in a white Volvo. <laughs> like the bad guy's car was just a boxy safe white Volvo. <laughs> I was like, they just are doing like, oh, well, my mom's got a car. We'll do it. Bring it. By the way, speaking of this, every time there was a fight in this movie, I thought, June, this is actually a great movie for you because I think you finally get your answer to what's a street fighter because every time in this movie, it would seem like a bunch of people would get in the street and fight. They would always just like block a thoroughfare and seemingly like 40 people without any stunt coordination just went just at going it. to town yeah. on each other. Yeah. Just well, attack each other. Like, people like standing in convertibles, like going like this, just like raising one arm over and over. <laughs> there was a lot of like, Sound Dragon is vastly outnumbered, and then they kick ass like poorly. Yes. And defeat, like, people who sometimes have guns. Well, that's what's so weird about the, the statement you read at the end of the movie about world peace and not using violence. You, you never see them struggle to not fight. They, you never, they never try and turn down a fight. No, a, yeah. which isn't that the whole thing about martial arts, that you learn how to fight so that you don't have to. Yeah. That you, no, they just go for it. They, well, if yeah. you have the ability to hold someone's nose with your toe. You're gonna wanna do that. Then, then you'll get, you're true. gonna use that, aren't you? I totally As hear much that. as you can. There was, one thing, there was one funny moment in that scene where they get pulled, when they get stopped in the street of downtown Orlando, and- Miami? Uh, oh, was, oh no, Orlando. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, uh, where, the, um, where one of the characters comes over and is gonna pour beer on all their heads. Oh yeah. So, Oh, he this can is hit, great. He can get YK Kim because he's right by him, but he he's really can't reach Michael Phelps. So Michael Phelps leans in <laughs> to get the beer poured on his head. He's like, all right. And I, right. Loved, he helps him. I loved that the bad guys were like, hey, Jerry, get over here. Do you do it? So whatever. And like, he's there's like gonna... dozens of bad guys. like Ugh. With guns. <laughs> right? With they guns. Stop and them. then this guy comes in like, oh, and you think, oh, he's got to be their most badass guy. All he does is pour beer on their heads. That's his big move, which is crazy. There's a Tough Guys song in this movie. Do you have the Tough Guys song, oh, Paul? you bet. By the way, Fuck yes. This is some next level shit. Um, Let's all fuck to this tonight. Tough like, Guys do song. Do it, do it, people. God damn it. So 
That is tough oh, guy Oh, we song. missed the best. My favorite part of it is when he goes into the bar and kisses the bartender. Yes. I was well, like, what? That that bar that that scene is crazy because it has two of the main bad guys there. They get at the bar and then they have a conversation where the mics are not on. Yeah. And it's kind of like and it's like a moment where they're kind of meeting up to talk about something big. And like, yeah, so and you don't hear what they're talking about. It's like that should be a huge plot point in yeah. the movie. Not like a not a montage roll over the scene. Oh, oh my god. This movie is great. <laughs> I think you guys are lucky. Uh, so much good stuff. Well, let me tell you a little bit about, about the movie, just a little bit more, and then we'll call, talk to the audience. So, um, long story short, uh, they get a distribution company to purchase this film for $100,000. It opens in eight theaters in Orlando. That was wow. the release plan. It had a very poor critical reception, and it ended after three weeks. Never to be heard from again. What year? Wait, sorry, what year is this? 87. Okay. Then, in 2009, a programmer at the Alamo Draft House was on eBay and saw the listing for a 35mm print of the film for $35. <laughs> and in 2010, screened the film. What? People went nuts. Can and you imagine? the Draft House was like, holy shit, we found like the room of the 80s, um, the Tommy Wiseau room, not the uh, Brie Larson room. And, um, Although and some of these people might have been forced into acting <laughs> in this movie in a room scenario. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, then they call YK Kim and they're like, we want to release your movie. Hangs up on them multiple times. They, he thinks it's a prank. <laughs> and then they're no, we really want it. And he's like, really? And they go, yeah. They re-released this movie in 2012. It was missing. No one saw it. It wasn't available from 87 to 2012. And it just is a, it's a recent find that Alamo Drafthouse happened to find because someone was on eBay and found this thing and then screened it. It would never, it would have, it would have only been those eight theaters in Orlando for that run. And, that, and, and so now the movie has become uh, you know, a, a, a big success and there's been money made from it, the million dollar budget. And um, just to show you, well, well, we'll get into that at the end. Uh, but yeah, so that That's is that. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And just deserved. Yeah, it came back. I love that as, a, as like a... Uh, like, I love that it's lost for all of those years. And then it came out of nowhere, and now, uh, you know, he's getting some success off of it. Uh, and he's still is alive. The, is, has he made a second one yet? <laughs> By the way, he should. That would be amazing. Yes! With the same cast. <laughs> the Orlando connection. Shot in <laughs> Miami. And plus... Plus, Phelps can probably finance it now. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's go into the crowd and see if you guys have anything uh, to bring up that we might have missed. Um, anything at all? All right, sir, how are you? What's your name? What's your question? My name is Casey, and I wanted to acknowledge during the train yard fight, one of the henchmen who I nicknamed Kid Rock Crocktop, <laughs> who did, like, he, like, kind of humped like the mound of dirt while Mike, giant Michael Phelps was fighting other guys and then he just danced for him yeah. and then giant Michael Phelps punched him out. Yeah, there was a lot of pretty weird vignettes in that train yard fight. 
All right, here we go. Let's see what's going on. Yeah, here. there were three. There were three. He bad made guys. some. He made some air though, didn't he? Once he got kicked. Yeah. He went. <laughs> there were three bad guys that I found very funny and compelling. That guy, the little, also the little methy kind of skinny guy with him, and the big guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, ma'am, your name, your question. My name's Jody, and my question is, in the final scene when they're all sort of samurai scimitaring each other, who are the people on the bridge? Are they just like... Like observers. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like those are people that were like Orlando locals who heard like, hey, they're shooting a movie down by the bridge. Can we watch? And then YK was like, yeah, you could even be in it, really. It doesn't make a difference. Watching people die, like getting... Yeah, they're not, in it. they're not in it. They're just watching and see how it all goes down. But if you think about if it... If there are like, ninjas in your town, you would go out to see them, too. That's, that, that posits a world, though, in which, like, ordinary people out for a walk in the park witness a ninja fight yeah. that ends in multiple I, murders. I also, I also noticed that and, and, and questioned it, but I was too distracted by what was going on with Yoshito <laughs> when he was fighting. Very clearly was not Yoshito. No. It was the Weebly. stuntman had a mustache at one I point. I think, I think it was Dead Jeff. Actor Dead Jeff had come back to play Yoshito in the thing. It's very, very. Obvious. I believe that was a reshoot, and you're 100 percent right. Yeah, that uh, was. They have to make do with what they had. Yes, sir. Your name and your question. My name's Kevin, and I'm wondering if you're a ninja and you're trying to be all stealthy, would you pull up in your loud-ass motorcycle everywhere? <laughs> totally true. Yeah. Totally true. I mean, what do these ninjas do? Uh, what are they up to otherwise? Like, what are... Th- aside from... I I don't- that's in a lyric somewhere in, in one of the songs, yeah. isn't it? That they're ninjas by night. What is it they do during the day? Yeah, they're bikers by day. Bikers, bikers by, by day, day, ninjas by night. Yeah, but how so are they yeah, earning money? <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. well, bikers get into some shit, you know? It really yeah. is, like, it's the duality of life. You know? Wow. The loud bike during the day and the quiet stealth of the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the real yeah. yin-yang of, of you got, You've got two outfits in your wardrobe. You've got, yeah. your, you got your leathers. Yeah. And then, uh, and then your full taekwondo gear. Yeah. Uh, you know what I liked about him too? Like when he was riding that motorcycle, he didn't look fully comfortable on it. Like he, in the tough guy song, he's supposed to be like, I'm a tough guy. And it looks like bugs are flying into his face. Like, he's like trying to avoid the bugs a little bit as it's coming out. Um, yes, uh, sir, your name, your question. My name is Frank, and I really want to know well, are we going to address the crazy family tree between the snow ninja and Harry Little Jeff? Yeah, what, well, with Yoshito? Right, well, Jane, Jeff, and Yoshito. Obviously, I, I, I had to rewatch this scene a few times because I thought, do you think it was a typo in the script or a misdelivery by the actor when he went, I'm so sorry, but your brother Jeff is dead? Was it like originally scripted, brother, I've got to tell you that Jeff is dead? And it's now turned, and you're going, hang on. Jeff, Jane, and Yoshito all grew up together? Do you well, think- I am remembering that their parents, so the dad who died very shortly after the mom, that dad, I'm pretty sure, left them and married someone else or left for another woman. So maybe that woman... Maybe it's a half. Maybe, maybe Yoshito's a half. But he seems the oldest. <laughs> also... 
Also, Jane and Jeff do not look alike at all. He is. Uh, I think it's hard to. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's so hard to know without that amount of hair if yeah. they look alike or not. I think there's no way to tell. But I, I assume. I guess I assumed that Yoshito was not a blood brother, but was like a brother to him. Yeah. Like, a, like a friend did Jane brother. Jane mentioned Yoshito. No, no mention no, okay. of him. Boy. Yoshido also has very lax like entrance policies in the temple. Like yeah. people just kind of barge in on him when he seems to have all the ninjas in a kneeling position and talking. Uh, when the ninjas in the beginning of the movie, I forgot about this, when they go to grab the cocaine, they grab a handful of it and like let it sift through their fingers as if that's some sort of indication of like, yeah. oh, that's the cocaine. <laughs> Like, you know, normally you, like, you wipe some on your gums or whatever, but they just seem like to scoop up a handful and run. And leaving also bags of cocaine, fully intact bags of cocaine there. These are bad ninjas. Great bikers, great bikers. What, did the, what was the ninjas' plan? Did we know what they were fighting for? No idea. Coke? Did they want Money? the Coke trade? I thought that... He was, uh, I don't know. He was just bringing them in. I mean, I don't want to, like, stymie us all here, but, like... Does anyone have a clear idea of what the ninjas are fighting for? Oh, wait, Miami Kim? I'm going to come over around here. You, you seem to really feel like you got If it's YK Kim, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> Can you come over here just a little bit? All right, here we go. All right, tell me what your theory is. All right, so the Miami connection is Yoshito... He's the plug. He, he's the drug dealer in Miami that brings the drugs to Orlando. That's the Miami connection. Okay. Uh, that's all they wanted. That's all so, they wanted. So, that's so they're, that's so they're they want. not siblings, really. Well, well they, that doesn't answer st- that necessarily. <laughs> he said but, it, though, so emphatically, but, I, was, I bought it. No, no, yeah. But what it does but answer... But it does bring up other questions. It does answer the Miami connection of it yeah, all. Yeah, I like that. Which I appreciate. All right, ma'am, your name, your question. Uh, my name is Megan, and my question is, how much is the band getting paid because they're all driving around in one car, which the convertible top doesn't seem to work because it's raining. And they I want to talk to them just enough to buy grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple things I want to say. First of all, they are spending all their money on the pyrotechnics in the small club. But that doesn't, that, that's normally for a big arena. But I love that they got in that convertible. And if you watch that scene, they have trouble getting into that car. <laughs> so I, I counted at least two people like, it was not a graceful jump in. It was as if you, like, they didn't know how to navigate it at all. Yeah. Well, they're also like, all of them are physically bizarre. <laughs> yeah, they all look like, you know, those crazy drawings that people do of you at fairs and stuff? Caricatures? Like, <laughs> they are all they caricatures. They sort of look like Like caricatures. big giant heads riding yeah. tiny skateboards. <laughs> Holding a tennis especially, especially when they're moving around on the stage during, during the songs. Uh, I don't know whether any of you noticed, but none of the instruments are plugged in. None. <laughs> and none. they're all playing guitar. They're all playing yeah. guitar. There's like three guitars. Y.K. Kim's doing his very best. <laughs> this, um, but you know, gliding I, between one note. Even still, the songs are fucking great. Amazing. The songs are great. They nailed it. Now it's time for a second opinion. It's just that your opinion on this movie is no good, and you really didn't watch it in the context that you should. My opinion might be second, but beside it, I have stood. I'd give this movie all five stars and six stars if I could. Yes! Alyssa! Great. You can go, you can go right there. You can go back. You can go, go 
Taylor for listening. And Alyssa Kumite is with, what's your name, sir? Cash. Cash! Now it's time for a second opinion. My oh my, now what can you do when having one opinion just won't do? We thought the movie bad, but we could be wrong. Let's check out some reviews from Amazon. Some reviews from people that hold this movie dear, read with passion by my man Paul Shear. We gotta take a second look. This movie couldn't have been a failure. There's a decapitation in the motherfucking trailer. Stellar, stellar stuff. Amazing. Oh, wow. They're in the same row, too. Um, all right. So, obviously, like I said, the second opinions here, they really aren't, they're not, they're not great because they love the movie, but, um, but I'll, I'll read them anyway. Um, okay. This one is from Jamie Gross, written uh, on November 13th, 2014. Catchy tunes, sweet action moves. <laughs> and an important underlying message about the importance of family, whether it be by blood or other bonds. Five stars. Um, and then, uh, then this one right here, uh, this is from uh, just an Amazon customer. It's titled, I Can't Help It. I really like this movie. The songs from the band stick in your head. I live about 50 miles away from Orlando. Five stars. Just laying down some facts. I don't know if... Almost, almost <laughs> as if to say, I could go see Sound Dragon if I wanted to. <laughs> and then finally, uh, this one from Andrew uh, Rodellis. Uh, and it's, it says like this. Miami Connection is the epitome of movies that happen to combine Florida, ninjas, martial arts, and music into one thing. <laughs> Between the interesting facets of Dragon Sound, the escalation of violence in the movie, it reminds me a bit of the original Mad Max, uh, oddly enough, especially considering the biker gangs, and the character of Jane, who echoes some of the feminist ideas, since her character arc is sort of all about doing what she wants and not obeying Jeff. There are some things that emerge here about Miami Connection that suggests it's not merely a brainless action flick. Five stars. So that is, those are some very sincere, sincere gin. <laughs> no, I love this movie. I really do. It's just so crazy. Um, well, so crazy. Can we, do you, can we play some of these songs? Well, I want to play the songs, but I have two, I have two treats here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first being this. Um, this is the original end. Oh. Um, okay, so... It, let's the see. one that screamed at Khan. The one that's, yeah. <laughs> this is what the audiences in France saw. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Because we may not even have to, all right, here we go. <laughs> Cheeto laughing. Oh, Jim! You ain't gonna kill us. My father, you gotta be alive. Jim! Don't die, Jim! Oh, it's your, your father! Come on, hang on! Where's your Jim. shirt, bro? I'll see my father! I'll see my father! Please! You're alive! 
Pierce, you're alive. Jim, hang on till we get to the hospital. Don't go away, Jim. Please. I want Jim. Please. Todd, stop the car. Hang on. A little bit longer. That means parts in the car when the guy is dying. Jim! They manhandle his body. Your father is coming. Your father is coming. Don't die. Jim, you cannot die. You need to die. You need to see your father. Hang on. Jim, your father is coming now. Oh, no. Jim's father's on that plane. just as his father's plane lands in Orlando. Flies right over them. Flies literally right over them. Which makes sense why they stopped the car when Jim was dying. Holy On a shit. flight path. <laughs> I also if they're like, on a flight path, then how did he know he was on that plane? <laughs> if the plane comes in every five minutes. I did, know, I did forget that one detail that I loved is that Jim's tie is also cut yes. in half <laughs> when he is stabbed. That is a dark ending. Um... And they went, they went for it. Um, and now, because I think it's, just, I think we're all a little bit interested. Um, this is a documentary. This is a kind of a, the best of uh, this documentary. So we get to see where these people are right now. Um, so take a quick look at, at, at them. Uh, now, it's short, but here we go. My mother was Korean. And my father was black American. That was very intense. I was boohoo crying, and it took uh, about two hours for that last, what you see on the movie, for that, that scene to be done. We're putting onion under my eyes and eye drops, and, and finally I just recalled something from the past and got a little bit out. But the first cut, the first cut that they didn't take, that was, that, that was a good one. You will find your father. It did come out uh, funny, but I always thought it was a good film. You know, had a nice little story and uh, not that? perfect, lots of little quirky things. And, and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God! You told me. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. The musical force behind Dragon Sound was the lead singer and the guitar player, Angelo and Kathy. They were uh, actual uh, musicians and they wrote the songs. Um, they also uh, helped us in terms of uh, getting the musical instruments, getting drums, getting all the equipment, uh, coaching us on how to look on camera, at, you, know, uh, you know, playing air guitar and things like that. I have a little rhythm. I have a little rhythm. But look, I, 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 I did well, I thought. 
for non-artists. It was that kind of new wave-ish uh, time and period. I believe the songs that Angelo and Kathy wrote really reflected uh, uh, the spirit and the feeling that happened in that club. So it was very realistic from that perspective. Against the Ninja, I believe we may have done that in one day. We went in on a Tuesday. I don't know if we came. I think we came back the next night with it. Uh, demo because we had a four-track studio, so put it together, and he loved it. Yeah. A little. I want a Dragon Sound T-shirt. Do you yeah. think they're available? With a, I think you could have one made pretty. By the way, yeah. we should make that should be our next "How Did This Get Made" shirt, a Dragon, Dragon Sound T-shirt. Oh, he's wearing one right there. No sleeves on that shirt. That looks amazing. Wow. Well, I feel like we could do a whole episode on those like two minutes. <laughs> what is going on? I what could do they? a whole second episode just on the music. Oh, it's it's it really is great. Is there anything as we are winding down here that we didn't talk about that anyone wants to bring up before uh, we find out if you'd recommend it? Although I feel like that's forgotten a, about that all lace suit, the all lace white suit. So just want to talk about it for a second. <laughs> I've never seen lace pants. It would seem I, to me really hard to keep in shape, like, like physical shape, right? Yeah, I, I wanted a close-up so I could see how, how they lay. <laughs> because I couldn't understand what they were. I mean, that outfit was just amazing. I, I love it. talk about the grapes last time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so I don't know whether you remember, there's a scene where um, YK Kim goes around all the other characters, and he, does, he doesn't have any dialogue in that scene, yeah. so he's obviously saying to himself, what can I do, what can I do in this scene? So he grabs a bunch of grapes and just feeds them to all his friends and then goes to the next one and just keeps going around like four or five grapes. Here's like, it's you, like this homoerotic kind of like, Do you gesture. see it as a Christ allegory? <laughs> Eat of this grape. It is my flesh. <laughs> right? He's definitely like the Christ of this movie, like I can. <laughs> I can't remember what happened in the scene. I, I, I can't imagine it being that important what happened <laughs> well, in the scene. Well, I mean, there, there are those scenes, there's a, those scenes that make no sense. There's a scene where they just all eat and the chef just looks at them and is like, good yeah. job. Oh, wait I'm glad minute. you're enjoying my food. I had a question about that scene. When they get there to that restaurant, when the owner is place? being beat up, right? Yes. And he's wearing a Mickey and Minnie Mouse apron. Right. What is his relate? Is he just also being hassled independent? Yes. Wow. Is that his only scene, that guy? What's that? Was that his only scene? He has two scenes. One where he's watching them eat, and he just stands <laughs> at the front of the table and smiles. Yeah. And then the next scene, they reference, like, oh, he's having a hard time, too. And then, like, that gang is there, and like, this food's shit. And they We're not going to pay out. for this. Yeah, and they walk out. Yeah, they, after seemingly enjoying it. Well, because yeah, I was like, is he tied into something with them as well? Like, are are the people that are hassling them now expanding to hassle this guy? I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel like that guy provided craft service for them, and they were like, we got to put him in the movie. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, I just, I he's just what? remembered. He's Mark's uncle oh. in the movie. He's not YK Kim's uncle. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, He's right. Mark's uncle. He's Mark's oh, one more thing okay. that just uh, came to mind, actually. You know when um, Jane introduces 
<laughs> Michael Phelps to Giant her brother. She said, oh, and this is my, my friend. And <laughs> the brother goes, a friend? <laughs> really super loud. And, and, Giant Mike, and Giant Michael Phelps Michael. goes like, hey, Jeff, nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> and, and the height, dis- if you can imagine the height discrepancy between Jane and Giant Michael Phelps is she towers above Jeff. <laughs> Jeff could fit in giant Michael Phelps's fanny pack. Well, I'll go around and ask. I mean, it's a dumb question, but Jason, do you recommend this movie? Paul, 100% yes. I would urge our listeners to put this, to buy this movie immediately. Yes. And watch it with someone that they care about. I bought it on iTunes, and there's a special documentary about the music on iTunes. But I, I believe there's also a DVD edition that's called stupid cocaine edition <laughs> and that has a little documentary on it and stuff like that as well june uh do you yes, recommend of course and you and you said earlier it is your type of ninja movie it's, it is my kind of ninja movie for sure chris do you recommend this movie well, I recommend... hey come on we are friends through eternity there's there's, there's loyalty there's there's Love honesty um we're gonna be together through thick and thin, thin yeah Ninjas die. Friends forever. Bikers by day, ninjas by night. Yeah. Still the cocaine. Uh, (laughs) 100%. What a movie. Uh, I also concur. Buy this movie. Uh, It's great. And before we go out on the best song of all time, uh, we we have to talk about uh, plugs. Uh, You're the worst coming back this September, early September. Um, Very exciting. Uh, is there anything you can even tell us about it? Or is it... Uh, yeah, it's season four. Yep. Uh, season three finished. Um, tiny bit of a spoiler, but the, the two are now separated. And this season is a fun, jam-packed kind of selection of uh, awful ways that they attempt to get back together. But um, Ooh, it's, it's funnier and sillier and darker than ever. It's great. I'm very so excited September to watch. September 6th. Thank you, everyone. Jason, June, what do you got? Anything? I got nothing. I'm good. I will plug uh, an amazing way you can contact your representatives if you want to, which is through something called ResistBot, which maybe people know about, maybe they don't. But it's literally you put the number in your phone, you text resist to the number, and you can, they will fax for you. It's run all by volunteers. Any questions, concerns you have to your representatives, you put in your zip code. It's amazing. It's super easy. But I, I really recommend it. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, I will just say, I have nothing that, that really lays it down. I, uh, I have two things you can watch on Netflix, which is uh, you can watch this movie opening night. There's two. Look at the picture and think of the one that I would probably be in and, not, and pick that one. And then the other one is uh, Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. Uh, my character, Dave, uh, comes back again uh, for a couple episodes. Uh, thank you all for coming. Give it up for Chris. You're great. Big thanks to Avril Halley for finding all these amazing clips. Nate Kiley for doing all this research. Kelly Alta for pulling it all together. Uh, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Joy Diaz at the booth. Everybody here in Largo. Thank you. All right, here we go. Central Florida's hottest nightclub. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only, Dragon Sound.
That's the show, but it doesn't end here. Listen to our mini-episode where the discussion about this movie continues. You can give us a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. I'll answer all your questions about this movie or even about your life. Also, if you like How Did This Get Made and you want to wear it or put it as a sticker or have it as a cell phone case, head over to tpublic slash stores slash HDTGM, tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM, and you can check out all of our amazing merch like Put Her in a Bra or the Jason Zardoz shirt, which I particularly love. A big thanks to Kelly Alto, Avril Halley, July Diaz, uh, Nate Kiley, and Leanna Waldron, all who come together and put this show and help me do the show every single week. But more importantly, everybody here at Earwolf, their amazing engineering team that puts together this episode, makes it sound absolutely flawless. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm not going to explain where. You can figure it out, but it's pretty much HDTGM. And uh, if you want to hear our back catalog, that's right. We only have 50 episodes available right now for free, but our back catalog is available on Stitcher. You can hear every episode that we've ever done commercial-free. And if you sign up now, you can even hear this episode commercial-free. How about that? Make sure you rate and review us on the iTunes. We like that. It's fun, and we have a good time with it. And make sure you tune in to our mini-episode next week, because we're going to tell you what we're watching. See you next week. Bye for now. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.